starting at verse 15, can be found on page 1048 of the Church Bibles, Luke chapter 14. Jesus is at the house of a Pharisee. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I have just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out into the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure heap. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Thank you, Ruth. I'd like to introduce uh, Bishop Jonathan to you. Uh, this, is, this is Bishop Jonathan. You've been our bishop. I'm not actually sure exactly how long. Do you About know? About six months. About six months. Wonderful. And have you licensed anyone else in socks yet? Never. Never, Never Just before. only me, still. I'm still the only person. The only person. Uh, so I'm quite proud of that. I'll see whether that continues. Actually, I've always well, worn socks. Indeed, yes, so but shoes as well. I'm Without shoes, probably more accurate. It's either only one person or Everybody. the answer is yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Lovely. Uh, I'm going to pray uh, for Bishop Jonathan. Will you pray with me as we pray together? Mm -hmm. Of course. Gracious Lord, I thank you so much uh, for Jonathan. I thank you for calling him here. I thank you for the calling you have placed on his life throughout it. Thank you for your presence with him throughout it. Lord, I thank you for that calling as we prayed for Bethan a few moments ago that is first and foremost as your child, loved deeply by you. And Lord God, as, uh, as he comes and he speaks to us, uh, this morning. I pray that you would be with him, that you would speak to him and through him, and that your word would come alive afresh for him and for us, and that we would know your living word amongst us. So, Lord Jesus, come by your presence, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Am I all right for the camera? A, a very warm welcome to those joining us online. And what a joy it is to be here on this day of confirmations. The three of you, you've given us such a gift, such an encouragement. Yes, I've only just arrived in the diocese um, and the, many of the boxes remain untouched. On Tuesday, I have a colleague arriving to help me for a few days, and I looked in the room where I was planning to put him, and he can't really get to the desk. He can't really get to what I'm going to ask him to help me with. As I've listened to the reading, and as I've thought about R3 coming forward for confirmation, strangely, my mind has gone back to the story of David, you remember when Goliath is there in all his largeness and threat and all the challenge that he put before the people of God, uh, little David steps forward. And you know the story about, well, you know, why you? Well, I've fought lions and I've trusted in the living God. And I think it was Saul who said, well, you must have my kit and little David was offered a great set of armor, huge armor. You can imagine him with it all on, uh, ready to go out and fight. And he said, I can't do this. This is not what I need. I don't need this great big kit. I don't need these layers of armor. I don't need this heavy sword that I, I can barely lift. I know what I need. I need to trust trust in the living God, and do the things that he has made for me to do. So often we think, if we're going to follow Jesus, we mean, need to be someone else, or more like them, or a bit more equipped with what they've got over there. 
David wouldn't have said so. You're going to remind us this morning that following Jesus is for everyone, as we are, where we are on our journey, and all he asks, all he asks, is absolutely everything. Those two stories, well, one's more story, isn't it? And the, the other one is, is quite alarming. In the story, Jesus tells a story to wake us up. Sometimes I think we have become not so much a kingdom movement, a movement following Jesus, participating in all that God is doing in the world, sharing God's love with those we encounter, but a little bit more of a monument you know, a bit, a bit rooted to the spot. And that can happen for, for all sorts of reasons. All sorts of reasons. But we are a movement. And what Jesus was trying to say in telling the story, he was trying to wake up those who want us to be a bit more of a monument. On the edge of the crowd that followed Jesus... Uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees often used to come with him. Now, they often get a terrible press. But what the Pharisees particularly were longing for was the renewal of Israel, the people of God, which is a good thing and something I long for too. Uh, the renewal of Israel, the renewal of its purpose, of its calling to be a light amongst the nations. And... The Pharisees and Sadducees on the edge of the crowd could never quite understand Jesus and were unsettled by him. Perhaps like some people you may know, they have a confidence about moving forward that you don't quite have. I sometimes take a lot of persuasion and encouragement to move forward. But what he did was tell a story of a feast. And this is a little picture of the kingdom. Through Jesus, God is preparing a feast for the whole of creation and for everyone within it. And he longs for us to be part of it. And to be begin now uh, living in the way of this kingdom and this feast that is to come in our lives as they are. So he says, he tells the story of a master who wanted a, a feast, and people had all sorts of excuses. Now, this is the other way. There are some ways we can uh, get in the way of the work or uh, hold back from saying yes. We can, uh, we can have full boxes with all our clutter and stuff. That's one of the ways. The other way is to think that we need to be someone else, someone cleverer, someone taller, someone wiser, someone stronger, someone more intelligent. Someone who's known Jesus longer. We can, that can be one of the ways that we can say to this invitation, uh, no, no, we're not ready. But there's another set of ways. We do need to wake up if at the beginning of term, this is where we are. It's these excuses, because they usually are excuses. Well, I'm too busy. There's work to be done. There's a cost of living crisis that's looming. How can you want to us to give absolutely everything we are to the work and the ministry and this beautiful journey of love that Jesus invites us on. 
it, it's work. You remember the chap who's just bought oxen, I've got to get them trained. Do you not know what my family situation is like? Do you not know how hard I'm working to hold it together? And yet you are asking? There are all sorts of ways in which the message of the kingdom, the invitation to join in the feast and to begin now discovering how much we are loved and cherished, all sorts of ways of pushing that aside. So remember these three. Chloe, is that right? Anna and em Emily, that's it, thank you. I was a bit tentative there. Chloe, Anna and Emily. And I think their friends from another church have come to support them. That's fantastic. Lovely to see you. Remember, no need to be old and crinkly like the bishop. We can say yes to Jesus and to join in as we are and when we're ready and when we feel the nudge of the Holy Spirit. So join in if this is the beginning of term for you. And it does feel like it for the church, doesn't it? That we're beginning to turn towards uh, a new year. Is this the time for you to say yes as Chloe Anna and Emily, Anna and Emily, say their yes. Well, be encouraged, say your yes. I think Christian life is about, not about being converted once. I think I'm converted about every hour. It's about a life of continually wanting to be open to what Jesus might be inviting us to join in. So here's an offer. Here's an inspiration. What will get in the way? Do you feel you don't know enough about Jesus to say yes to him. Say yes anyway and learn along the way. That's what I've done. Do you feel there are things you've done in your life that put you outside of being someone who Jesus would want to follow him? Well, you can put that idea right, right away because we're only here because Jesus not only came, but showed how much he loved us and loves us by dying for us and rising again and being our friend and brother and the one who is nudging us even now to follow him. So whatever the situation is, cool. If, if there's too many boxes blocking the way to the desk, if there's too much clutter in your life, then maybe this is the moment, this confirmation service, this time when we come to give Eucharist and thanksgiving, Maybe this is the time to say, well, Lord, would you show me what I need to do less of and point me to what I might do a bit more of? Nearly there. The thing is that whether it's thinking to face our Goliath, we need all this kit. All we need is trust. All we need is to know that we are enough if God calls us he will equip us. Whatever the reason getting in the way, whether it's that, feeling not really worthy or not really strong enough or, or good enough or equipped enough, you can lay that aside this morning because he who calls you and invites you is faithful. He will not let you down. He will equip you every step of your way. Not someone else's. He knows your situation and he will meet you in it. So there's that. What did we say? There's the, the business thing where people are too busy with the oxen or, or with work or with family. And my goodness, 
in this next turn, our nation, our community, perhaps even our families, our own families, are going to find cost of living such a challenge. And the poorest members of our communities, and they are our members, they're like part of our body. We mustn't ever treat anyone as if they don't belong. They all belong to God. They're loved by God. They're loved by Jesus. But so many of the poorest among us are going to have a terrible time. So I do get it that there's plenty to trouble us and challenge us. But really, I want to end by saying, uh, whatever might hold you back, follow these three in coming forward, in saying, yes, you can have me as I am. Pete, uh, little, little David saying, well, if I've got five round stones, and if I'm going to go forward in the strength of the Lord, that's enough. Whatever it is that stops you, that holds you back, that pushes Jesus away, allow him to look at that with you. In fact, lay that aside. And even today, come to him afresh. Give him your life. Give him your ways. I'll do the same. That's what this service today will be for me. So will you join me in saying, Lord, you can have the lot. Uh, use me as you will, but would you draw me and draw us close to your heart of love? Because when we find ourselves there, we discover that Jesus isn't always asking us to do more or to be more or to be someone else. Jesus is asking us to hear that he loves us, delights in us, will never leave us or forsake us. Now, why on earth would we run away from that? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jonathan, let's pray. Let's